Welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, bountiful, bountiful, mm. bodacious chasm known as heavy music. My name is Joseph. And my name is Nathan. We are your hosts, and we are ushering in a new era. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, yeah. I know that they love that sound effect as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're off to a good start. Yeah, I was gonna say, please don't turn off this after after <laughs> hearing my very obnoxious. Yeah, uh, you guys uh, are dying to hear what's on our lists, don't you? Don't you think twice about that? Mm-mm-mm. That's what we're gonna be doing today. Yep. Thus begins our top fifty albums of twenty twenty three, counting down fifty through twenty six this time. So the first half, and then two weeks from now. We will be going into our top 25 overall. Uh, and then we'll have, do you think we should do something where we have a kind of an impromptu kind of inductees or maybe our number ones will be both inductees. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I thought it was a competition, but yeah, it's, you just got that dog in you. That's true. Barf. <laughs> arf. Arf. Oh, I didn't know that knock loose was in here. Uh, not even did it even release anything in 2023? They released an EP. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good EP too. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually a pretty good EP. Uh, they did, yeah. Which we'll get to in a little bit. Anyway, yeah. So <clears throat> we're gonna go through our first big chunk of uh, of uh, picks on our lists, and we're also going to name off some honorable mentions as well, because uh, yeah, you know. We made top 50 lists, and yet we still have several that we had to leave off. Yeah, I have like 20, 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extra. Well, top 75 we could have done, probably. But next we're year, gonna... top 100. Yeah, next year we'll we'll do a top 100. I have to start in November if we want to do that many episodes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, if you do not follow us on our Instagram already... Give us a follow over at Scouring Pod over there. Uh, haven't been as active lately, but that's due to, you know, just the holidays. It's the holidays, yeah. Yeah. We're traveling. We're trying to play games. We're trying to enjoy friends and family. Yeah. Just Take trying time to, off. Trying to chill. Uh, it's hard to do that now. Yeah. Trying to lay off the screen time. Mm. Um. Well, I, I'm trying, but aren't, I, aren't we all? Mm. <laughs> yeah, not. Maybe not, it doesn't. Not a lot of people. It probably. doesn't help. Well, the thing is, it doesn't help <clears throat> that our hobby is the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the screen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do in your free time? The screen. I like to. I like to look. I like to do the screen. The screen. The screen. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's a good it's a good pastime. Yeah. But in the new year, you know, we'll try to be more uh, active posters on there. But regardless, it's a good way to know when new episodes come out and everything at the very least. Yeah. And it's the best way to interact with you, too. Yeah. uh, Who are listening. You know, we always like to hear from you. And obviously, we're going to go through, you know, um, our, you know, bottom half of our top 50 this, this, you know, go around. But we'd love to hear kind of what your you know, honorable mention slash, you know, kind of back half albums of, of the year that you enjoyed. 
yeah. yeah, really fun to hear your your takes on it too. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of that, uh, our listener Planeta Metal BJJ actually sent us some of the stuff that he had been listening to this year that he really liked. Yeah. Um, throw them out here real quick. He said, "Suffocation hymns from the Apocrypha, uh, Wayfarer, American Gothic, Cemetery Urn, Suffer the Fallen." Stargazer with the Bound by Spells EP, King, Fury and Death, Faustian, We Come as Angels, The Plague, Erosion of Gods, Insomnium, Songs of the Dusk EP, and then the December Noir, Your Sunset, My Sunrise. Yeah. I haven't heard of half of those. I've heard heard of them, but I haven't heard them yet. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of those other ones. Yeah, he's a man of, of good taste, so definitely have to check those out for sure. Cheers, pal. Yeah. He also included that he got to see Cattle Decapitation and Fallujah and uh, Ark Spire, Ingested, and Werewolves. So those are some pretty killer gigs as well. Yeah. I've, we've we've I, had our fair share of those too. Yeah, I've still never seen Cattle Decap. Yeah, me neither. No, I would love to. Yeah. Speaking of them, we'll talk about them later maybe. <laughs> Not today, of course. Ooh. A little hint. <laughs> you never know. Maybe Ooh, for me. I don't know. We'll see. You might be surprised by my list. I don't even know what his list looks like yeah. physically. Like, like, you know, vision the list. That's all I got. Well, <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. I almost just showed you my list. Uh oh, is, <laughs> is it pictures? No, it's a notes app on nice. iPhone. I just I've, I literally have a piece of paper, and several pieces of paper for all those folks at home. So if you're following along, yeah, he's he's got his shit handwritten. He's I feel like he's more dedicated than I am. He's he's got a physical record. He's a man of physical media. So I'm an old man, actually. That's why. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. But uh, yeah, I think. I think we should just jump right into it now yeah you want to start off with some some eps i feel like having its own kind of list is warranted i yeah. feel like um and <clears throat> i just have i have i mean obviously i had just mentioned you know uh maybe a little uh knock loose in there that's yeah definitely up there I, I would assume that's on your list as well of eps yeah the upon loss uh i guess you could say it's an ep it's like two songs, right? Yeah, it's just two songs. So, but I mean, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, yeah. it's some of the most uh, experimental I've seen them. Yeah, long some of their longest songs too. Right. Yeah, it's like both of the songs kind of bleed into one another too. So it's like almost like one continuous thing. Um, and if it's good, I imagine it's probably a bit of a tease for what their next record's going to be like. Um, I think that'll be. A really, really big album to drop next year. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Uh, well, what's uh, what's another one you have on your list? One for me, kind of in that hardcore realm, uh, the Scowl uh, Psychic Dance Routine EP is fantastic. Listen to it a ton this year because, I mean, obviously it's very short. It's just a brief, easy, breezy listen. But yeah, just some of the most fun catchy hardcore with that like kind of 90s rock influence um yeah it's just an example of a band that was already 
really good, just kind of expanding and growing even bigger. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go from there. Yeah, I've only heard some tracks. Just uh, I have a few mixes on Spotify that uh, Scowl comes up and I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. So Great let me band. give that one a spin myself. Um, speaking of 20 bucks spin, this uh, this uh, fun kind of death metal with some prog elements, um, which has a gorgeous cover, by the way, as well. Um, Lunar Chamber with yeah. their uh, album Shambolic, uh, Shambolic Vibrations. That's what I was going to mention next. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Heck yeah. Man, it's a gorgeous cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, what, like 20, 30 minutes? Not very long at all. Yeah, it's like kind of... Could be an album. Yeah. But I know, like they listed it. I know they listed it as an EP. Right. So That's... when they do drop an album, it's probably closer to like 45, 50 minutes. Right. And this is her debut. Yeah. So... Um, Whenever the day comes when they do release the full length, I'll be very excited for that. Yeah. This thing is so good. No, it's super fun. And uh, I love all the directions it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually um, makes me think of a cousin that also put out an, an EP this, this year. Blood Incantation. Yeah. Was another one that um, very akin to what we just talked about, um, but a lot more experimental in the, like kind of what they did in the last album they did, which is more electronic. Yeah, Time um, Wave Zero. Yeah, this was a good blend of their yeah. old stuff with that Time right. Wave Zero. Um, <clears throat> and I, I really love, what was that EP called for Blood Incantation? Luminescent Bridge. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And honestly, I kind of want to pick up, you know, a record, like a vinyl record of it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a, a good one to have for sure. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like the A side is kind of what, the blood incantation you'd expect. And then the B side is more of that kind of, uh, spacey. Yeah. Progressive ambient stuff that they did on their last album, which in 2024, they're expected to drop their next full length. Which, which yeah, I figured it's going to be very exciting. Yeah. Is there another one you have? That was it. Um, I, have- I know there's gotta be some other, I've really got good EPs from this year, but that's all that's all that I've had. Yeah. Uh, come up. Well, I have one more that I'd like to mention, but I, I think it's uh, it's it might be my EP of the year and it might be an easy one. But also at the same time, I don't know what it is about this band, but I, it is a very commercial band. But they, I feel like they've only gotten better in terms of like they're like pushing back against being mainstream, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. And I'm talking about Spirit Box. Oh yeah, with their fear of the fear of fear. Yeah, it's um, a great one. Too. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, I honestly, I, does that ring true to what you're saying? Because like they went heavier. Yeah, and more. I feel like they went into different directions they normally don't. Go. Yeah, yeah, it's a good um, a good showcase of kind of both sides. Like I think there's probably like some of their catchiest stuff that they've done, and some of their stuff that's just like you know, mostly like uh. Courtney doing like harsh vocals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really good companion to their last full length and it's a good uh, sort of transition into their next one, which you would assume would be something that we'll see in 24. Hopefully 24. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind if, you know, it comes out <clears throat> this year or uh, in 25, honestly, but I, I already know that they're going to be, I mean, this EP is going to be on my, repeat listen like yeah. over and over again so 
but yeah, there's there's probably plenty of more EPs that we probably haven't thought about, but yeah. I feel like those are the ones that jumped to my mind mm-hmm. when I thought I thought of the EPs this year were those four, honestly, and I feel like all of us had that <laughs> kind of on our radar. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, do you want to jump into the official list now? Let's do it. All right. Do you want to start off? Are we doing honorable mentions or just... Uh... Oh, right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do honorable mentions first. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll just... I'll try to save it to five. Okay. <laughs> try to keep myself back, but you go on. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to throw out a few, because like I said, I have enough here to make a top 75. Probably. Same. <laughs> um. So first I have Creeping Death with Boundless Domain. Um, you know, a great great kind of band within the sort of new school of death metal right now. Um, and it's a great album. I think it's probably their best works yet so mm-hmm. far. Um, next one I have here is Spirit Adrift with Ghost at the Gallows. Uh, one of my favorite closing songs of the year is on this album. Uh, I think it's an incredible track. And uh, yeah, I think this album kind of sees Spirit Adrift going more, you know, kind of down to earth in terms of what their heavy metal style is. Um, Their last record definitely kind of like flirted more with like power metal and that sort of thing. But this one definitely is more on that like, you know, straight up heavy metal vibe. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Um, the one that I think might surprise you mm-hmm. here <clears throat> just because uh, it's kind of a polarizing album but I definitely appreciate it mm-hmm. a lot Baroness Stone okay yeah yeah yeah. I had uh, a feeling when you said when you looked at me and were like that I was like it might be Baroness it was yeah. in my mind yeah I think it's great uh that stretch on the album from uh, Beneath the Rose, Choir, and The Dirge, that whole section is some of the most experimental stuff that the band's ever done. Oh, for sure. And it's super interesting. And I think that uh, I like that they went weird with it and they kind of threw in some like kind of curveballs. Yeah. Which they definitely did on the last record too. And I think that's part of what made that album polarizing at the time. So I think, you know, with Golden Gray and with this one, I think uh, time will kind of make it more approachable in a way. Sure. Yeah. Give it some space and yeah, and it'll uh, it'll finally catch up and yeah. make sense to like. Yeah, I, I get that completely. Yeah. And uh, I still think it's really good. Right. Like, uh, Magnolia is a great song. That one stick, sticks out to me. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously we both love this band and it's still definitely a worthy part of their catalog, but, uh, yeah, just not quite enough to, to get it on my proper list, but I still wanted to mention it. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and throw out one more here. Um, I have a band that got kind of uh, a lot of critical acclaim. Um, It was kind of one of those situations where they were pretty much broken up 
and then all of a sudden they just came back mm. after like almost 20 years um this album is by a band called kanate k-h-a-n-a-t-e the album is called to be cruel um this band i know one of the members of it is uh stephen o'malley from sun and this band is definitely along that same line of like drone and dark ambient and sludge um definitely a taxing listen this record it's very long it's like maybe like almost 80 minutes very uh oppressive very dark but yeah it's one that like the first time i tried it i was captivated the whole time and uh i'm glad i gave it a a chance and it's definitely something that i've you know i've only listened to it like maybe a couple times but it's still stuck in my mind so i wanted to mention it yeah well, I've, uh, you know, a couple of those uh, may or may not uh, show up a little bit later. So, but good honorable mentions. Um, for me, I have a few. Uh, m- most of these uh, come up because I've only heard a few tracks or, or heard the album just once, really. Uh, but I did want to mention them. Um, one being uh, Shores of Null, which is an Italian uh, doom metal band uh, with their album The Lost, the Lost Beauty. Um, based on what I've heard so far, um, I've really enjoyed it and have a feeling this is going to be an album that I'm really going to love. Another uh, band, a metalcore band, End, with their album The Sin of Human Frailty. I've not heard it much, um, but from what I've heard, I've really enjoyed it. And yeah. I, I think they're at the top <clears throat> of their game. Yeah, it's great. Um, speaking of metalcore, I'm going to put Johnny Booth here as well. Um, with their album uh, Moments Elsewhere, which they are a, they are such a fun band. I'd love to see them live one of these days. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting album cover, <laughs> yeah. but like the opener is like just catches you right on the you know in the front end. And then I'll just mention a few more. Um, I'll, I'll say um, there's a, a band that I would love to kind of spend some more time with is Moonlight Sorcery. Yeah. with uh, Horned Lord of the Thorn Castle. Uh, got some black metal with some symphonic kind of uh, riffage in there. Uh, and speaking of another uh, black metal band, Mephorash with Crystal Ah. Um, I guess it's a mellow black, kind of an epic and lengthy and very emotional um, album. But yeah, there's there's quite a few black metal. Necrofire is another one that we talked about earlier actually off off the the record but uh, yeah. with their burning shadows um album yeah there's a lot of lot of releases that i didn't even mention but um i did want to mention those nice <clears throat> yeah it's you know it's just one of those <clears throat> things where you don't realize like how stacked a year truly is until you actually try to narrow it down this might be one of the best years i've ever seen in metal yeah so that, this it is very hard. well. It very well could be. Well, now we got our honorable mentions out of the way. <clears throat> Ready for the top to, fifty? Yep. We killed <clears throat> our darlings. And it's time to get to the the cream of the crop. I'm scared. Yep. Just a little bit. You should be. My feelings are going to be hurt tonight. I tell you that. <laughs> you already hurt my feelings with Baroness. <sighs> Didn't even give him a number. <laughs> 
All right. You want to ready for 50? Yeah. I don't know if this one's going to hurt your feelings too, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> Here we go. He's looking right at me. Number 50, I have Grave Ripper, Seasons Dreaming Death. Just a really great black and thrash album. Uh, you know, it's punchy. It's uh, no frills, no bullshit. Uh, we saw these guys live. Yeah. They played a lot of the songs. Nice, nice folks too. From it at that show, they sounded awesome. And uh, yeah, the songs themselves just still hold up. Um, yeah, and if you like black metal or thrash or both, then you will you'll have a great time with this album. So nice came in number fifty. I like that choice. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Um, my my number fifty is going to go in a in a weirder direction. It'll be the prog metal direction um, to <clears> a band um, who is I think from the U.S., but they definitely sound like they're from Australia. When I say that, I mean a lot of the contemporaries uh, in this genre are you know thing bands like Carnival uh, or Chaos Divine or Caligula's, Hor- Caligula's Horse, which are bands I I love. I love all those bands, and these this band sounds a lot like them. Uh, the band's called Ladder Math with the album Winter's Passing. Um, so like it's a it's a progressive metal album with some kind of genty qualities, but very uh, ethereal and, and it, it kind of whisks you away a little bit. Um, mm. It's not like annoying in a in a very like in your face kind of um, way when, you know, some gent might be. Sure. But uh, no, it's it's just it's just an album that really just kind of brought a lot of emotions out for me and I would like to spend more time with it. It's probably why it's at number 50. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. And uh, if you're into prog metal um, and you're into some, you know, some really good vocal harmonies and, and um, you know, some good riffage as well, I would definitely recommend checking out ladder math, all one word winners passing. How do you spell that? Um, ladder, like L A T T E R M A T H. Oh, okay. Yeah. So fun, fun record. And uh, definitely going to spin it more uh, as the year progresses. Nice. Yeah. I'm making note of your list as well. Rut row. So that in case I need to reference it, can. (laughs) It's going to blackmail me later, guys. That's right. Okay. 49. Let's go Niners. <laughs> um, hey, he's not lying about that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're not going to get into sports right now. Sports ball. Uh, 49. This one is a new discovery. This band, I think they put out an mm-hmm. album back in 2021. So it's their sophomore record. They are a gothic heavy metal band called The Night Eternal. Mm. This album is called Fatal. Um, yeah, I, I love this style. I mean, pretty much on most lists that we've done, I've always had like at least one album like this, uh, you know, like in solitude unto others, Sonia, etc. Um, this band, I would say the vocals, they might not be everyone's cup of tea. He, he sounds a lot like Danzig. So you know that may not be for everyone but i i dug the hell out of it um yeah it's just uh 
you know, this record falls into what I would call the canon of contemporary spooky heavy metal. And, yeah, uh, there's a good there's a good uh, chunk of those bands that right. I know I've heard come from you. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. So, yeah. So this record is great. If you're into that sort of thing, definitely check it out. The Night Eternal with Fatal. I've heard I've heard a track from that record. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I definitely like the spooky um, kind of original, like kind of heavy, like just the traditional heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, very old school, very goth mm-hmm. kind of glam as well. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, for me, uh, I'm going to stay in the prog territory, but I'm going to be a little bit more experimental uh, with this one. Uh, and this one's definitely all over the place, and it's actually been. I feel like when I was, you know, compiling this list and this album came up pretty often with a lot of people and, and kind of their top tens. Um, but I haven't spent enough time with it. I've only spun it a couple times. Uh, but the band is called Sermon, and the album is called Of Golden Verse. Uh, this is their second album, uh, and they sound a lot um, like Opeth, Porcupine Tree. They even mix in some Tool um, and have a little bit of that. I don't like mentioning that band very much, but if there, there's a little bit of uh, you know some of that uh, slowed riffage, um, you know um, that exists. But at the same time, uh, they're very unique. Uh, I know I just mentioned those all those bands. Uh, all those they all sound very different from each other, um, and so does Sermon. Sermon is definitely an amalgamation of a lot of things, but it's it's certainly one of the best progressive metal albums of the year. And I think they're only going to get weirder, and they're only going to get better. And it's like I said, it's really hard to describe how they sound. But uh, if you check out, you know. Um, you know, just a few tracks from them. I feel like each and every song will surprise you. Uh, and that's, that's always a plus for me, uh, especially for the curious mind. I think this is a band uh, for you. So check out sermon, uh, of golden verse. That is my number 49. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've listened to that one. I think I only spun it one time, but I remember enjoying it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one, right? Yeah. But in a good way (laughs) for show. All right. Number 48. We're digging into hardcore territory for the first time. I have Military Gun with Life Under the Gun. This band is, I would say, kind of post-hardcore meets straight-up punk rock. Um, Post Malone is apparently a fan of them. (laughs) Hey, I actually, I think Post Malone's fine. Yeah, yeah. Cool dude, he likes Magic the Gathering. I'm into that. So. Yeah, they uh, they just posted a video of, of him hanging out with the band and like singing along with their music. So that was kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, damn, good for them. He apparently likes Gate Creeper too, which is weird. Anyway, right. good good choice, buddy. Yeah, if you're listening. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're his favorite podcast. Um, yeah, this album, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a very brief listen. It's a, uh, it's very straightforward. Um, you know, there's a song that's called, I'm going to make sure I get this title correct. There's a song called very high and it's about getting very high. How high? <laughs> very high. 
Um, yeah, you know, it's very straightforward, but it's very cathartic in that way that like you listen to it on record and you can just imagine like a room full of people screaming along to it. And uh, yeah, this past summer is like one of the albums I listened to the most just because it like it just like, you know, really I just really sank into it, really dug it. And uh, yeah, it stuck with me all year long. And the first single, Do It Faster, is like one of the catchiest songs I've heard all year. So yeah, had to had to have it. Military I, gun, life under the gun. I have not heard of that then, but uh, all that sounds very intriguing, honestly. And uh, if Post Malone hangs out with them, I might, as well, I might as well check it out. Better now, better now. Sunflower. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, some of his music is just uh i'm not a fan of but i like him all right okay okay so but anyway uh moving on uh for me to number 48 we're gonna go to a thrash metal band um that actually has um some some crossover in it a little <laughs> bit of uh power metal as well like some classic heavy metal i suppose and the irish band is gamma bomb mm. uh with gamma bomb with the album bats um they are man they have like some blitzing riffs and tasty licks is what i would like to say um first of all i like this is one of my favorite album covers of the year yeah i just think it's absolutely sick Mm -hmm. um and no it's just it's super fun um i had a lot of fun with it and uh spun it a few times and it's really quick you know it's like i said it's it's one of those really fast thrash uh records and uh there's a band I haven't really, I didn't really know about, but apparently they have like eight records and uh, <laughs> I guess I need to check them out um, more often. So yeah, sweet Gamma Bomb with the album Bats is my number 48. Yeah, the cover art kind of looks like a, like a 50s horror movie poster or something. And that's why I love it. <laughs> I love that shit. And there you have it. All right, 47. We're staying in hardcore. We're talking about an album that I think pushes the boundaries of what hardcore can be. And that's obviously for the better. We got Zulu. Ooh, nice. New Tomorrow. Yeah, this album incorporates elements of reggae, hip hop, soul, all kinds of different genres, and then fuses them with power violence. It's one of the heaviest albums of the year, but it's also one of the most powerful. One of the hardcore albums that made me think and feel the most. And that's, you know, like, yeah, it feels like such an important record. It feels like such a labor of love and like so much work and passion was put into it. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think this album will, will definitely be one that people remember and talk about for a long time yeah this is the year that i discovered them myself yeah um and that record i've spun several times and i could not agree with you more um it 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 like um oozes passion and uh there's a lot of craft to it and i i love it so good choice there hell yeah um well i'm gonna be moving away from hardcore unfortunately to mellow death to the Finns, actually. Uh, Finnish metal, um, Melodeath, um, Swamp Metal to be exact. So if you know what that keyword means, then you know exactly where I'm going. I'm talking about the Swamp Lords themselves, Kalma, with their self-titled record, 
Um, it's been five years since they've last done anything. Um, and I, I honestly, I didn't love the last record that they did. Um, I know uh, Apollo, uh, which I, there was some things that I enjoyed about it, but I kind of lost my luster because I, I was a huge fan of the earlier works that they had done. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool kind of coming back to see Kalma again, um, come back with their self-titled. I think it's their seventh record, too. Um, actually, no, it's not. <laughs> it's their ninth. Seventh Swanthony is there. <laughs> wow. Makes sense. But anyway, it's uh, it's a great album. Um, I think there's, a, you know, the passion came back from them. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, they, they put a lot of effort into making it as um, trying to think of as um, the album definitely flows very naturally. Yeah. And so I just think there was a lot of hard work put into this record and uh, it'll be good to see them one of these days live because I would love to sing some of these songs that uh, are pretty much gracing my ears pretty much for the first time. So, uh, yeah, Calma, self-titled record. Uh, love, love these guys. They're some of the most fun mellow death uh, out there. So if you're in into that, definitely check out uh, Calma because they're they're fast and they're also pretty gross and slimy. I just imagine them playing live, and I just see four swamp things on stage. I think you've seen them live because that's exactly what they do. Oh, there you <laughs> go. I've seen it. Number 46, I have here some sludge. Mm. Oh, speaking of swampy stuff, huh? (laughs) Yeah, the swamp of contemporary American life. Are we in Louisiana? Where are we at? (laughs) Almost. I'm not sure where they're from, but uh, this is Body Void with Atrocity Machine. Um, Yeah, I would say that this album is kind of blending... You know, the the harsh noise that you would see pop up in like full of hell's music combined with this like the outright just disgusting heaviness of like primitive man. Mm. Um yeah. This band this this band is very oppressive. They're very confrontational. Uh yeah, it's a this album will definitely send you deep into hell and uh yeah i loved it for that reason and uh the last record i thought was fantastic too so this is definitely one of the better sludge bands going today body void atrocity machine i've not heard it so nor nor have i heard the band honestly so that sounds and i mean i I live in america so i should know that (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. I've been living in this squalor for so long that I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Bury Me Beneath This Rotting Earth was their last album. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. Great band. Yeah, I'll check them out. Sounds good to me. Um, so now going to 46 for me um, is a melodic death metal band from Sweden um, that have some sludge in it too as well. Uh, and some, and honestly, a little bit of black metal. Uh, and I, I honestly think this might be my album cover of the year. So I'll at least say that now. Um, and I, and I actually mentioned them actually when we were uh, doing our album, our album of the week um, earlier this year. Uh, and I'm talking the, about the band uh, Sodom Misery, all one word. 
um, with their album Mazaroth. Um, wow, uh, I really enjoy this amalgamation of of things. And like I said, it's really hard to pinpoint kind of what they sound like, but definitely melodic death metal is like the core of what mm. they sound. But it just feels like exactly what the album cover looks like. It's just the night sky looking into like the stars and the trees and uh you can just definitely get lost in it and uh honestly i haven't heard much from this band i guess this is their their second album um but man what an album to um really make your name and mark on and i i'm really excited to kind of check out more of them uh if you're a fan of like dissection or necrophobic i think this is something that you guys would enjoy dope number 45 last year if you can recall our best of 2022 episodes my top two albums of the year were both heavy metal albums Mm -hmm. i do and uh this year there weren't quite as many releases in that genre that really stood out to me as much um i did mention spirit adrift earlier in my honorable mentions and like there's some good ones like Night Demon was good, uh, Smolder, um, others probably that I'm not thinking of. <laughs> um, I mentioned the Night Eternal, but um, this one I think is probably the one that really stood out the most to me as to, as it comes to like traditional heavy metal or epic doom. Ah. Drop my mic. <laughs> and that is uh an album i mentioned in our mid-year episodes megaton sword with might and power just uh some weird death metal wizardry <laughs> i <laughs> said name. De- i said death metal when i meant heavy metal so they're well, definitely not death metal take his metal card away yeah in Re- the sword revoked well how does it feel feel like a uh, weight's been lifted because it was so heavy you know the sword and the yeah. and the, the metal itself <laughs> we go on Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i love this band uh everything they've done so far has been great and uh strange in ways that i find very uh amusing and also very cool even though it's not cool at all (laughs) well it sounds fun as hell yeah it's a lot of fun yeah Uh, and i think might and power is a good title for it because it definitely has those like you know choruses and like those riffs that make you want to go to to war to protect your 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 homeland or whatever or whatever yeah I don't know whatever fantasy bullshit you can throw out there I love I love all the fantasy bullshit I don't I don't LARP, but I I imagine if I did, I would listen to this yeah. quite often. Yeah, it seems like it would be fitting for that. So, yeah. Yep. 45, Megaton Sword, Might and Power. Nice. Well, my number 45 might surprise you. Um, and I think it's mainly because I've only heard it twice um, all the way through. And it's definitely probably on a lot of people's top 10 list. Uh, and I'm talking about a band from South Carolina, a death metal band that blends so many genres in mm. it that it is horrendous to think about. And it's the band Horrendous. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> With their album Ontological Mysterium, 
um it's yeah this band i mean you know them uh, obviously um but I, i'm pretty sure most of the people who are listening know them as well but they have such a a great amalgamation of things to me to me it's like listening to death and gore guts <laughs> and uh you know add in some like progressive metal in there and some mellow death and and, and that's horrendous for, for you mm-hmm. it's such a weird amalgamation of things but it works so perfectly and it's very sci-fi it's very um ethereal and gross almost i mean look at the cover looks like it's a uh, straight from you know um alien universe yeah to be honest very uh eager-esque yeah yeah so uh but yeah no this is a uh this is a band that i i mean i think they just keep getting better and i i'm excited to check them out more i just like i said i've only listened to this a few times but i could easily see this make you know a, a top 25 for me you know in the long run of these yeah. things so that's but, fair. Yeah, but horrendous is my number forty-five with ontological mysterium. Well, I'm sure I'll have thoughts. The uh, yeah thoughts, and then I'm sure I'll have an equivalent to that—the <laughs> <laughs> one that you're shocked that I have so low. Um, but for now, my number forty-four. We're going back to hardcore. Uh, it's one of the most fun albums I've heard all year, and that's Buggin' with Concrete Cowboys, Chicago hardcore band. Um, their sound almost sounds like it's almost, you could call it crossover, um, mainly because there's some songs on this album that make me think of Municipal Waste, uh, just because of how just like, you know, kind of silly they are lyrically. Right. Like there's, a, <laughs> there's a song called Snack Run. It's literally about going on a snack run. <laughs> We've done a couple of those. Yeah. Why not sing a song about it? Exactly. Pull the. There's another song called Poser Bulldozer. It has that kind of rhyming thing that, you know, that uh, Municipal Waste kind of does. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like the hardcore version of that sort of thing. But, yeah. Uh, but it's also just got some of the best hardcore songs of the year on here as well, like hard to kill and the title track concrete cowboys. Uh, yeah, this band's just such a blast. I, I spun this thing a lot because of that exact reason. So yeah, Buggin' concrete cowboys 44. Sounds fun as hell. Yeah. So yeah, haven't heard them before. So it's going to, I have a few things. I have a little bit of homework. For later for myself tell you what yeah study up study up partner please <laughs> i have a family um it's not true uh well uh, another surprise might be coming your way at number 44 and i think it's mainly because uh similar similar things with horrendous <clears throat> in terms of just not listening to it enough um to really make it as as impactful as i, I want it to be um and it's one of the biggest legends in death metal period it's dying fetus with their album make them beg for death um, <laughs> see i knew i knew i was gonna break his brain i knew i was gonna break his brain um just like the the guy who's getting his throat slit 
in yeah. the on the album cover. That's what you're doing to me. I know. Well, here's the thing. This album is definitely a step up from the last one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but is it a good as good as Reign Supreme? I don't know. Um, it's a that's a question that time will have to answer. Exactly, right? and this is really fresh. Right. Um, and once again, that's probably another reason why this is so kind of high on my list. Um, like number wise, you know, going down. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this quite a bit, and there was definitely a few tracks that like just come up, uh, and <laughs> I just enjoyed it. Um, seeing kind of seeing what these guys do, and I, I love being the fact that I've seen these guys live several times. And so I can't wait to see a lot of these things uh, thrown back in my face. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Throw Them in the Van, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say, uh, let's see, When the Trend Ends and Raised in Victory, Raised in the Defeat are some of my favorite songs on this on this record. But man, oh man, Blit, they're fast as ever. They're slammy as ever. And uh, they're getting moshy as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, Dying Fetus, uh hits again very very hard they strike again by god or not not god i was making a joke yeah yeah anyway sorry i disappointed you joey it's fine this one will probably disappoint you though (laughs) okay see see it's retribution just gonna take some jabs at one another you know this is what we're going to be. That's why we actually do this. We do this to yeah. make sure each other feel bad about the things we decide to <laughs> put on the bottom of our list. Yep. <laughs> Shame. Mm-hmm. Goes both ways. All right. I'm ready for it. All right. An album that came out in the first half of this year. At the time, I, uh, on this show, I even said, oh, this is a lock for my top 10 for sure. I learned that I probably shouldn't make <laughs> make claims like that on the record <laughs> because, you know, you never know what can happen in a, a few months time. <laughs> I still love this album, obviously. But, uh, you know, going back to it, I realized that I didn't quite love it as much as I maybe thought I did. But I still think it's a great entry in this band's catalog. Cattle Decapitation, Terracite. Hey, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting choice. <laughs> and, and you know how I mentioned earlier that we wouldn't mention it. Yeah. Well, look what you did. I know. That's why I was like, mm. okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, there's some great songs on here, obviously. Um... <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> oh, I love that song. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get the title right. And the world will go on without you. Probably my favorite chorus on the album. Uh, the man with the golden voice, Travis Ryan. Um, Aphotic Doom is a great one. Scourge of the Offspring has a, another really memorable kind of big chorus in it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great songs on here. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those weird things where just going back to it, it was like, yeah, this is this is really good, but... I don't have it in me to put it above some of this other stuff that I think I just feel more towards, which is, you know, it's like I said, we had to kill some darlings making these lists. And this is an example of that. I've I've already done it plenty of times. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
but I'm also not sorry because I, I don't have all the time in the world, so can't can't make everyone happy. You know? All right. So what do you have at forty three? So at forty three is uh, actually your number fifty. Ooh. It's the band we saw not too long ago. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's Grape Ripper. Um, and uh, why am I blanking on their album name? Hold on a second. Don't don't you help got, me. You got don't it. help me. You got it. I have it. It's all you. It is all you. Well, the stupid thing is that I have it. I had it in front of me. <laughs> Literally, yeah, <you> do. <laughs> I have it on my shirt. Seasons Dreaming Death, which I actually love the album title and I love the album cover. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite album covers of the year. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um. Yeah, the artwork on this is just absolutely sick. Um, but yeah, they're black and thrash, as Joey said. Um, super fun, uh, super chill dudes as well. They're from Indianapolis, uh, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I've was able to to talk to these guys, and uh, yeah, they just play some of my favorite type of metal. Uh, black and thrash is like one of my favorite genres that I I don't know why, but I kind of forget about it sometimes. And then when it kicks in, I was like, yeah, this is, this is my, this is my favorite thing in the world. And I don't know how that happens, but it, it does on occasion, like Skeleton, which is a band that I think of often is one of those bands where it's just like, no matter what I'm doing, if I turn on a Skeleton Witch song, I'm just like, okay, yes, I'm in. And, uh, honestly, Grave Ripper is right alongside them yeah. with, uh, just how fun these riffs are <clears throat> and, uh. It's just how gnarly the vocals are as well. Right. And I, I love seeing these guys play. Um, and I feel like their band members have insane chops. And I think they're going to see a lot more um, because this is, this is like their second album, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a hell of an album. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. It might be their Is it their debut? I'm actually kind of curious now. I don't remember if that. Uh... It is their debut. It's their debut. They've had EPs. Oh, okay. But they this yeah, this is their debut, so yeah, they're gonna go pretty far. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah, I think so too. For sure, for sure. Forty one, Grave Ripper, uh Seasons Dreaming Death. Forty three. What uh forty three. Yep. RIP. <laughs> Number forty three, RIP. Uh forty two for me. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh it's kind of my reasonings for this one is probably similar to your reasoning behind uh, dying fetus being where you placed it. Um, it's just a band that does what they do very well, continuing to do what they do very well, very well. Um, cannibal corpse with chaos horrific. Um, it's another great cannibal corpse album with Eric Rutan picking up right where they left off with violence unimagined. Um, yeah, they just sound just heavy as ever uh they've upped the ante in certain ways with the brutality in parts of this like i've seen a lot of people talk about the last song on the album drain you empty which is a killer track um but yeah you know it's what you would expect from cannibal corpse and i think this could this album could very well end up being like an album that gets talked about as being one of their best works yet it just takes time to to really make that realization i think right it's it i think it's because of their their consistency right i think that's the reason why it's so hard to yeah and since there's so little time 
having digested it makes sense. Yeah, but it's fucking killer. It's you know what to expect. Come on. It's fucking Campbell Corpse, guys. Get with it. <clears throat> well, um, now I'm on 42 myself. Right. Um, to a band that we actually was at, were able to see, too. Uh, I think they were the opener um, when we saw them. Uh, and I really like them quite a bit. Uh, and it's just, uh, they haven't done anything since 2019, so it's been a bit. And that is Fuming Mouth uh, with their album Last Day of Sun. Honorable um, mention for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a death metal band that has some hardcore influence for sure. Um, it's a very interesting combination of things. Um, definitely it feels like Gulch, Gate Creeper, you know, that and that creeping death kind of family, but with a little bit more on that hardcore kind of side of things. Um, and you know, the anger is definitely very present here and, uh, it's, it's bitter. Um, and I, I, I really enjoy it for that aspect. I also really enjoy the album cover. Um, it looks like very, like, like a hellscape. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm really curious to kind of see the direction that they go. Um, you know, based on this new sound, I feel like it's angrier than before. Um, and definitely more split up into their influences. Cause I feel like some songs, are a lot more like death metal songs. Yeah. And other songs are very much like a hardcore song. Yeah, definitely. And um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see the direction they go. But um, yeah, I love these guys and uh, would love to see more of Fuming Mouth. But uh, yeah, that's what my number 42 is. Yeah, I love this album too. I honestly feel like I should have made a place for them on my list. But oh well. <laughs> what can you do? Can't make everyone happy. Right. And they made some really interesting choices on it that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 41. I've got Judiciary Flesh and Blood. Um, really great metalcore album that kind of borrows from the sound of the early 2000s. Like I remember reading about... Uh, this band saying that chimera was a big influence as well as like you know thrash like sepultura and like groove metal of that sort yeah love and, of uh, influences yeah and they really ring true but they also just like make this album sound just like completely unlike anything else going on in metalcore right now the way that they've kind of borrowed from the past and kind of reinvented it mm-hmm. and i really love that um yeah this the album um it's just catchy it's like there's like a sense of urgency to it that i think is really interesting like it feels very like almost apocalyptic yeah that's the word i was going to use too. yeah which i i really enjoyed that aspect of it too so yeah um you know this was uh another band that hadn't released anything in a while and they came back bigger and bolder than ever and uh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they they did. Yeah, Judiciary, Flesh and Blood, number forty one. It's a great album, and uh, honestly, I, I gotta admit this is an honorable mention for me. Um, but yeah, I I love this record, and I remember it being our album of the week. Yep, um, it is just so much fun, and uh, I agree with the urgency and apocalyptic feelings that I get when I when I 
listen to this. So uh, great record and great choice. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Well, time to make Joey angry a little bit again. Whoa. I'm going to keep doing it. Number 41. This time. Push my fucking buttons, boy. Yep. And this time I'm going to make you think about changing the way you think about pain. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what it is. Maybe I should rethink. Hmm. Rethink it. So, yeah. So the the band is incendiary with uh, change the way you think about pain. Uh, their record, um, which hasn't been around. Actually, this is it's been a long time coming. This is uh, what? Like six years. Yeah. Since our last uh, record. Thousand Mile Stare was 2017. So yeah. it's a long time. Yeah. Great record, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so was this one. This one's incredible. Um, I, I really enjoy it. And uh, there's definitely a lot of surprises on every listen. Like, you know, every time I listen to this again, I feel like I get surprised every time. And that's 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 a sign of a really good record. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, this just it punches you right in the throat. And this is definitely the most um, pissed off, tough, like New York hardcore type music that I like. Um, and this is probably the probably one of the best hardcore records of the year, like hands down. Um, and yeah, it's just just a lot of fun and it's it's got some some good riffage as well in it um and some good experimentation but it's it's just good old-fashioned solid hardcore and um something that you know i've grown accustomed to more and more over the years because i used to not like this genre whatsoever um and so uh, you was a fucking coward i was i was a i wasn't straight edge i did so many things i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but anyway, incendiary. Uh, change the way you think about pain is my number forty-one. For putting it that low, I think you deserve a brick. Oh, but not drugs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, number forty. Right here, right here. I got some death doom from a band called Reverence to Paroxysm. Lux Morte. Por qué? <laughs> Broken with the French. Bien. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, I would say this band takes the really like rotten sewer death metal sound of like Undergong, but then mixes in that like doomy atmosphere that a band like Mortiferum or uh, Spectral Voice would have. Uh, yeah, it's just this raw, filthy, ugly, heavy death death metal or death doom that I always crave. And uh, yeah, they this band really provided it. They just kind of came out of nowhere, dropped this thing on Dark Descent Records. And uh, yeah, I was immediately in from track one. So... Number 40, Reverence to Paroxysm, Lux Morte. I actually have the CD over here. Oh, this is the, folks, this is the visual for everyone. It's interesting because <clears throat> the cover makes it look like a like a black metal album. Definitely looks like a black metal record with <laughs> uh, some indecipherable triage, I suppose. Yep. And then you look at the back, it definitely looks like black metal. <laughs> yeah, the logo. The logo is definitely black metal looking. logo goes crazy. Well, it's funny you bring up Death Doom because I'm also going to stay in Death Doom at my number 40 Whoa. with a band that uh, 
and an album that we both put uh, as our album of the week, and we both love this record. Um, it's sludgy. Um, it's slow. It's definitely gross. Uh, definitely looks pretty, but it's the uh, band Hallucinate with a ah. record from the bowels of the earth. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this record is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like, But it's also disgusting. Yeah. Like, and, that, <laughs> and that's the best way I can describe it. And uh, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. <clears throat> it's really weird. It's spacey. Um, some really just really um, kind of ethereal death metal mm-hmm. that I think uh, if you're into that kind of stuff. I think you would very much enjoy this record. Um, and I'm sure Joey would, you know, echo that sentiment. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the <clears throat> more interesting death metal albums of the year. Yeah. So number 40, Hallucinate. From the bowels of the earth is my choice. The bowels. Mm-hmm. All right. 39. We're going back to metalcore. Did not take long to, to come back here, but we are out here with Dying Wish, Symptoms of Survival. Ooh. Yeah, uh, the week that this thing dropped, I was listening to it like nonstop pretty much. It's just very satisfying. That's like the word I would use to describe it. It's, uh, you know, it has melody. It's like has that kind of melodic metalcore sound from like the 2000s, like very kill switch engage esque. But it's also just like absolutely pulverizing at times. Um, Emma Boster, vocalist, she does a great job on here. Um, with the cleans as well as the harsh vocals. Um, yeah, it's a sophomore album, and this band simply just got even better. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see where they go from there as well. Yeah, I enjoy this band quite a bit. Honorable mention for me as well. So, or at least just for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited to kind of listen to more of them uh, in the future. Yeah. So good choice. Um. For me, going to 39, uh, we're going to go a little psychedelic with this one. <clears throat> yeah, some psychedelic, psych, psych doom. Um, very much like Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats sounding. It, uh, by the way, speaking of them, good live album they put out this year. Go check it out if you've not heard it. Um, but this band is also from the UK, um, and they are a band that I mentioned as one of my album of the weeks. It's Margarita Witch Cult with their self-titled record. Uh, their debut as well. Um, they sound a lot like Electric Wizard, Fu Manchu, Uncle Acid, kind of that, uh, just that, uh, yeah, uh, Uncle Acid might be the best description because they definitely have that um, Sabbath-y kind of riffage with the fuzzy tones, um, very toned down, but like, you know, very chug, 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 Got the gallop. Yeah. And got the gallop going. fun stuff. And yeah, just a really fun album. Like it, it might be one of my f- favorite albums of the year in terms of like just having a good fun time. Like uh, it's just a, it's a weird album too. <laughs> yeah. Weird album cover as well. Um, weird Cyclops looking guy. Yeah. But like, man, <clears throat> super fun stoner, you know, doom metal. Um, and it, it really, in, you know, I, I think it's something that I, a lot of people would enjoy, especially all those, bands that i mentioned earlier um if you're a fan of any of those types of bands then you would definitely find this uh into your rotation as well yeah so yeah my number 39 is margarita witch cult with their self-titled uh debut album very nice 
38. We're making our way. <laughs> All right, number 38, I have a sophomore album from a death grind band from New York. And I say that because the New York sound uh, is very important to what this band's all about. This is Gravesend with Goanis Death Stomp. And uh, from what I understand, Goanis is uh, like a neighborhood in New York. And references like that are all throughout this album. It's very much specific about sort of the urban kind of decay and like rot and uh you know small scale atrocity that can occur every day mm. <laughs> on an everyday mm. ordinary basis and i think that's very interesting and unique about this band but uh yeah i think this album uh i really liked their first album too but this one just kind of doubles down i think this album takes a little bit more time. There's a little bit more atmosphere going on. It's a little bit more immersive. Uh, it really gets you settled into like that urban grime. Um, and yeah, it's just killer. It's fast. It's mean. It'll tear you up. Gravesend, Gowanus, Death Stomp. Sounds fun to me. And uh, no, I've, I've not heard this record um, or this band, um, but oh, I do... Yeah. I do enjoy uh, some New York sounds, so it uh, sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Well, ooh, yeah, definitely. The album cover is definitely a, yeah. a New York album cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sick. I like it. Um, All right, so 38 for me is uh, an album that actually took nine years to come out, which is kind of insane yeah. if you think about it. Uh, especially how the trajectory of this band was for a while. I don't know what happened in, in between this time, um, but uh, they were a band that I grew up um, really enjoying uh, when I was really getting into metal for the first time. Uh, it's a melodic death metal band, um, and they are from Sweden. And uh, they're a powerhouse of it. It's Car Symmetry with uh, their record, The Singularity Phase 2 Xenotaph. Um, so like I had mentioned, nine years ago, they put out the Singularity Phase 1, Neo-Humanity, um, and they finally followed it up. Um, and I, I quite enjoyed this this record. It's definitely very much like hypocrisy, um, soil work, in flames, that kind of style of, of melodic death metal. Um, <clears throat> it just got, you know, the kind of the vocals of you know, harsh vocals, clean vocals, but like in a very tasty way. Uh, with a lot of good riffage and some spacey kind of sounds to it. Um, but yeah, uh, they kind of picked up right where they left off. Um, and I think they have honestly improved a little bit as well and kind of put their focus down more. Cause I think the first part of this record, um, you know, the phase one, the one that came out nine years ago, uh, it was good, but there was definitely a few things that I feel like were just, just uh, jointed. Whereas this record, kind of fixes that and i think it makes it uh, much more of a complete picture and i I really enjoyed it so yeah so if you're a fan of mellow death and especially you know those older school you know melodic death metal bands uh, i definitely recommend you checking out this one um 
yeah, with uh, the Singularity Phase Two Xenotaph by Scar Symmetry as my number thirty-eight. Very cool. Ugh. I'm dropping shit again every day. Thirty-seven. I have some more hardcore. This is some low-down, dirty East Coast hardcore. This band's from Detroit. Oh, from New York to Detroit, eh? Oh, yeah. This is Never Ending Game, Outcry. Uh, I mentioned these, this band uh, on the show before when we were talking about stuff that we were really into at the midpoint of the year. And, uh, yeah, I love this album. I think it feels, you know, when it comes to, like, tough guy hardcore I feel like this album, there's like a sense of like vulnerability on it that I found to be really refreshing. Um, there's some like kind of punk rock choruses on there, which I know may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I think they really suited the sound of this band. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's also like some like really big like kind of like crowbar vibes also. Mm-hmm. Um and there's some really great riff work on here as well. Like there's like some riffs that almost sound like they're like eighties heavy metal riffs. So yeah, just, you know, it might simply look to be just like just another hardcore album, but these guys are super talented and have uh, an array of different influences on here. And uh, yeah, it feels like it's very genuine and sincere, which I, I really appreciated about it. So that's, 37, never-ending game, outcry. Mm. Another band I have not heard much of. So, sounds up my alley, though. Um, all right, well, uh, moving to number 37 for me is an album I'm looking at right now in front <clears throat> of me on vinyl. Ooh. It's uh, it's one that I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing, but uh, it's the black metal band, uh, experimental black metal band from Canada, uh, it's Thantifaxith, and I think I said that right. Yeah, that um, sounds close enough. Yeah, and uh, with her album Hive Mind Narcosis, um, an- another record I would argue that I, I think if I've spent a, a little bit more time with, it might get higher. Honestly, um, yeah. first of all, this is another album cover that's just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like an original piece of art from you know the maybe the you know sixteen or seventeen hundreds. Um, but man, what a strange and weird journey this record is. Yeah. Um, but I love it. Yeah. Um, think of bands like Death, Death Spell Omega or maybe even like Imperial Triumphant. Um, you get something that's very odd um, in, in terms of black metal. But at the same time, uh, it's definitely very lively. And I think if you are open to kind of the, the different soundscapes that they're crafting, and there's only three people in this band, by mm-hmm. the way, which is kind of wild as well. Yeah. How they're... much, how much they like sound like this huge epic band that yeah. is three people. Very mysterious <laughs> too. Yeah, and so uh, no, I, I I'm excited to see them more and more, and uh, kind of see what they what they do next, and. Uh, you know, this is a band that we've seen these guys live, right? Yeah, we saw them yeah. uh, back in 2019 at Northwest Terror Fest. Yeah, and that was in that, you know, that seeing them there, I really didn't know much about them. 
Yeah. Um, and so I remember enjoying that, but I don't think until this point did it really like, kind of check on my brain that uh, this was the same band and uh, that they crafted such a, you know, like honestly, a, maybe a possibly better record than the record before. Yeah. Even though it's really hard to say because this is their second album. Right. So, but anyway, yeah. Thanta Faxith with Hive Mind Narcosis is my number 37. Yeah. It's pretty mind bending. Mm hmm. Number 36 is another album I think that will be a bit higher on your list. But nevertheless, it's a, it's an incredible one. I have Jesus Peace, So Unknown. Uh, metalcore that aims straight for the throat. Uh, it's heavy as hell. Mad as hell. <laughs> it's uh, one of the maddest albums of the year. Yeah. It's pure vitriol and, and hate. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's an easy one to revisit over and over again. Um, production is perfect. Vocals are perfect. Just ugly, nasty shit. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's an album that's gotten a lot of acclaim this year, and I'm glad that it has. Yeah. I I also agree with that and uh I'm really excited to talk about it a little bit uh maybe later. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I didn't uh-huh. give you a hint, but that's all I'm going to say. All right. Next on my list is number 36. It's um it's one where you just all you have to do is look at a meme and uh you know exactly what it sounds like. Hmm. Insert SpongeBob caveman meme. <laughs> It's, SpongeBob BC. It's a uh, Sengasugabog with homicidal ecstasy. Um, yeah, uh, I know you mentioned Undergong uh, a little bit earlier. Um, bands like that um, with have like that death grind kind of nastiness to it, um, with some some weird time signatures, but at the same time are just a bunch of fun. That's what Sengasugabog is, and yeah, uh, yeah their their record um, that came out earlier this year, some one of the earlier records came out um yeah it's like february yeah so we're almost a, a year exactly yeah but it's been no i mean you know we've seen these guys live um and uh they're just a fun fun group um yeah. did we see them around this time i feel like we did i think that's when we saw them too we saw them in june of uh 22 hmm. so it was like my timeline's off yeah few months before that yeah, a long time before but it. they played a lot of songs from it at the show that's right it's like they were kind of testing Teasing out it. that material yeah yeah and uh but yeah um my will to fuck the dead lives on that's what <laughs> uh what they would say <laughs> yes they would um but man oh man what an album cover what an, a crazy band um and they have a they have a bunch of crazy shit um, if you just look into their lyrics, look into their imagery, <laughs> it's a wild band. It's a grindcore. Uh, I mean, it's a grindcore band. So, I mean, of course. Never change. Yeah, please don't change. Senga Sugabog, insert caveman Spongebob meme. Yeah. Yeah. Number 36, Senga Sugabog. Sweet. Uh, I have at number 35, you could say this is a more sophisticated caveman. Um. <laughs> 
a caveman uh, with glasses on. I don't know. Hey, you're looking at me right now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it, because I saw you there and was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Damn you. Number 35, The Return of Suffocation, Hymns from the Apocrypha. Um, this band is a, or this album is the first from this band in a long time. And it has them with a new vocalist, which can be, you know, kind of a test, can kind of put them under some further scrutiny. Just because, you know, like uh, the original vocalist is like beloved by the fans and whatever. But man, when you listen to this album, you would not assume that this is suffocation from, you know, a band that's been around since the 90s because they just sound so revitalized on this album. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sounds like a new chapter is just beginning for them. Like this album is just like so heavy, so riffy, so like mind bending. Um, it sounds so contemporary, and it, you would never guess that you know seasoned. You would assume that seasoned veterans are playing because of how like intricate the songwriting is, but you would not assume that like you know guys who've been around and been doing this for a long time are making music that sounds like this this new right yeah um and that has me like excited to see you know where suffocation goes from here because like i said it just seems like this band just has a new energy to them um the new vocalist sounds awesome too um and uh i feel like it's kind of in a way been like a full circle thing with me in this band because you know, we talked about Effigy of the Forgotten during our March Madness month. Um, I think we even mentioned them back in the 2013 episode. Yeah, I talked about, uh, I had Pinnacle of Bedlam on my list then, so I kind of got a sense of like what their more modern sound was like up until this point. And then, yeah, listening to this album, it just like kind of really blew me away. So, yeah, suffocation back and ready to tear your face off mm. hymns from the apocrypha number 35 shoot well i need to give that a spin again because i've only heard a few tracks from it uh, and i i mostly have that old picture of uh of suffocation in my mind so definitely excited to kind of go into it thinking you know uh seeing kind of a new side to them yeah you know very very good yeah <clears throat> Well, at number 35, I'm going to cheat. Oh. I'm doing two albums at the same time. What? I know. And I think there's only one answer for I this. Have, I have an idea of where you're going. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, death death and black metal band um, with two sides, actually, that came out uh, roughly around the same time. I think it was the same day, actually. Um, and that is Ulthar with the albums Anthronomicon and Helionomicon. Um, both records have their sides. I definitely feel like there's, you know, there's some strong sides on Helionomicon, which I think it might be my favorite of the two. Um, but also Anthronomicon also is, is incredible. But like I said, there's that death and black metal kind of split 
Um, they also have some crust in there as well, uh, I would say. It's very spacey as well, as we had mentioned earlier with some other um, bands. Um, but yeah, no, this this double album is like, it's almost like too much to take in. Yeah. And so you have to like let it sink in more uh, how much stuff is going on in this. Um, and uh, yeah, these tracks are fantastic. But uh, I don't know. Um, do you think I should have cheated like this? Well, hmm. I won't say anything. Okay. But regardless, you know, I, I just, I'm just really excited to see um, these guys um, live one of these days. And then also, um, you know, I just want to like, you know, put forth the fact that Ulthar did an incredible feat this year. And that's another reason why I picked them together mm-hmm. uh, is to kind of just showcase like how it, like crazy of a, a concept and also like execution this is because I mean, that's something that, you know, it's, it's hard to do, especially if, you know, in terms of like thinking about like, I I'm thinking about it from like a, a band's financial perspective of like, like, Hey, like I'm going to put, you know, an album out every so often to keep doing this, but to have like a, a you know, a, a good chunk of two things yeah. split up and put it all at the same time. Uh, it's quite a move. And I, I respect it. Yeah. Crazy. It's a flex. Yeah. So great shit. Love Ulthar and can't wait to check out more. Yeah. Number 35. Nice. Double feature. I cheated. Whatever. Whatever. We'll allow it. At number 34, you got some more hardcore slash metalcore, I guess. But this is a a hardcore album that it verges the line between hardcore and death metal. This is Year of the Knife with Mm -hmm. No Love Lost. This album runs at 20 minutes. Uh, It's a long one. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's, that's irrelevant because this album still feels complete, but it's also just unrelenting. Like... From track one all the way to the final title track is just an absolute barn burner. Um, and we have some uh, guest spots from Devin Swank of Sangasugabog and Dylan Walker of Full of Hell. Uh, it was produced by Kurt Ballou. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, and another, a big part of why I like this album so much is just the guitar tone. It's just so nasty. Oh, very nasty. Um, yeah. And uh, I say, like, this band has obviously gone through a lot this year. Um, some really scary things they've had to to survive. Um, getting into a really bad accident on the road when they were on tour. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing that they've been able to, you know, make it through that awful time. Um and it's amazing that they were able to release this uh, this album, uh, because yeah, it's it's incredible, and I hope that sooner rather than later they'll be able to actually perform these songs again. Yeah, but yeah, Year of the Knife with No Love Lost, Third incredible ball. album. Yeah, very fast, very aggressive. <laughs> um, okay, well, um. For 34 for me, 
uh, as an album that I've talked about, and it was one of my album of the weeks. Um, and also, I just think it's criminally not talked about enough. Um, it's a black metal record. Um, it's a band called Ruim with their album Black Royal Spiritual Spiritualism. Um, it's uh, one of the ex you know Mayhem members, um, Blasphemer, uh, who actually moved over to Portugal for a long time. Um, he put out this this album that uh, is just incredible. Um, it's an ethereal kind of black metal record that has a lot of atmosphere to it and definitely feels more like kind of like a, a mixture of, you know, think of, you know, those old school black metal bands mixed in with something like Wolves in the Throne Room, um, but maybe even like more haunting black metal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's an incredible piece. Um, I, I remember discovering it on a road trip. <laughs> on my, I took a long trip on my own, you know, somewhere, and I remember listening to this. And honestly, I think I spun it twice that that on that trip, and that's how much I loved it. Um, and it might be one of my favorite black metal records of the year. And I think more people need to check it out. Uh, Ruim R U I M with Black Royal Spiritualism is my number thirty-four. Damn. Yeah, this is one that I unfortunately forgot about. <clears throat> but I do have it on my, my library on Apple Music, so I need to I need to just fucking press play. Just push play already on it. Come on. What am I doing? Listening to other things, unfortunately. <laughs> God damn. Just listening to his audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking NFL podcast. Oh, Madden. <laughs> yeah, fantasy tips so I can lose all my money. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> number thirty-three. This is some uh, kind of avant-garde, blackened, blackened sludge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This band is kind of hard to describe, but. One thing is for certain, they have a very raw and very powerful sound. Number 33, I got Ragana or Ragana with uh, Desolation's Flower. Um, this band, to give you kind of an idea of like what sort of subsect in heavy music that they fall under, they did a split with Thou a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they remind me a lot of like Mizmer. Um, but yeah, this album, it's just, you feel the emotion on it. Like, you feel the anguish, you feel the pain, you feel the sort of fatigue, the kind of exhaustion of just being alive. And that's definitely something that really resonates with me. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just just a really powerful album that I... I really grew to, 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 you know, respond to and uh, really uh, want to highlight for that reason. It, so yeah, that's uh, Regana Desolation's Flower. Yeah, I I know um, I've listened to a few tracks, um, and I I definitely was listening to that them for uh, this this whole list, and so they are on the short list of honorable mentions because i didn't put enough time in it so but yeah i'm excited for it the cusp this is the cusp the cusp 
Um, but um, going from there to number 33 for myself um, is probably my favorite uh, progressive power metal record of the year. Um, it's a band that's really well known. Um, and uh, it's the band that I think pretty much everybody knows. And that's Camelot mm-hmm. with their album, The, we- the Awakening. Um, yeah, this was a very surprising record. Uh, I remember talking about it earlier this year, just being just, just ecstatic about the fact that they put out a record that I hasn't, I don't feel like has been, and I don't really feel like they put out something at this level since, since Tommy Karabek took over vocal duties back in 2012. Um, and this might be the best record he's done. Um, I'm just a big fan of this band. I've always have been. Um, and uh, I just can't wait to, Kind of see where they go next but uh this is a really fantastic step in the right direction and uh it makes it super memorable and like i said it's it's something that uh you know i, I think more people need to be if you're into that kind of uh classical power progressive metal kind of combination with the uh, vocalists that and maybe this is probably why i don't listen to power metal as much um the vocals kind of they they go either hit or miss for me um, but with his, I mean, Camelot's vocals, both vocalists, Tommy and um, Roy, um, I don't know. They just seem like very trained singers who, um, it, I mean, it just hits correct yeah. in, in my eyes. Um, so <clears throat> I guess ears would be the right term. So Hit you right in the ears. Right in the, right in the ears. Number 33, Camelot with The Awakening. Sweet. There's a power metal album in my honorable mentions as well. Sacred Outcry. Hmm. Uh, what the hell is it called? That's what it's called? This is the band. I know. What the the album is called Towers of Gold. Oh. But yeah, that was a power metal album I turned on and was like, oh, what hello. Is, hello, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yep. That's what I said verbatim, but... Didn't make my list. Number 32. This one, however, is a album that I kind of had in the queue for listening through, scouring, if you will. Ooh. Um, yeah, I listened to this, and when I hit play on it, what I got was some riffs that were very bright and, uh, you know, colorful, almost had that sort of power metal sound to them. But then all of a sudden the vocals came in (laughs) and the vocals are just the rawest black metal vocals. That'll just turn your blood cold. And I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Uh, This band is called anti God hand and the album's called blight year. Um, yeah, basically those two separate worlds just colliding in with one of another. <laughs> and it's insane. It's one of the most unique things I've heard all year. Uh, that just like genuine shock and surprise I had when I first listened to them was less like, I was very captivated. And then as I listened to the album a little more, uh, they reminded me a lot of like early death heaven in a way They kind of had that sort of black and shoegaze kind of, sound to their their brand of black metal but yeah it's uh it just feels just like such a unique record to me 
and uh yeah that's an album that i'm gonna go back to a lot just because it's i think it's fascinating but yeah 32 anti-god hand blight year i love the sound of that yeah i think you i think you'd dig it yeah i was gonna say that all sounds like a great medley of stuff that i would enjoy yeah quite a bit um all right so number 32 for me is a a, a black metal band from georgia so we're gonna stay with black metal um and uh they are a band that's this is only their third record but um i quite enjoyed this one and it's cloak with black flame eternal and uh yeah these these bands uh this band sounds a little bit like trib tribulation with it's kind of their gothic black metal sound a little bit there and then they also have some um like kind of watain dissection worship as well yeah. so it's i don't know it's just a it's a fun record um and i i quite enjoy the riffs um the drum work is really good yeah um some of the best drum work i think all year um and uh yeah it's just a really fun it's a fun atmospheric band that i think if you're into kind of that mellow death with some black metal in it like definitely check this band out some gothic tone yeah tones to it i love cloak uh unfortunately just an honorable mention for me but still uh nonetheless great band i'd love to see them live sometime yeah same number 31 another kind of late comer to my list um i was wanting to make sure that i didn't have any omissions when it comes to hardcore albums from this year because it was just such a stacked year for hardcore but um yeah i came back to this album after checking it out when it first dropped and when i did revisit it i was just like oh shit this is great this is just like classic like 90s style hardcore like earth crisis with like hate breed breakdowns in there really really powerful message uh 31 i have broken vow with anthropocene uh the cover art for this is really beautiful too i'll show you um but yeah it's is the kind of hardcore that like i really really appreciate uh you know we've talked about we've talked about uh definitely good yeah we've talked about 90s metalcore on the show before and this definitely feels like a total tribute to that sound and i i love that sound and a song on here that i think just absolutely crushes is called propaganda of the deed which also has guest vocals from jess nix of world of pleasure and uh who just absolutely kills her guest feature on it um but yeah, it's just a great hardcore album. It's just another album that like when I listen to it again to prepare for this list, I just like hit play again immediately after it was over. Nice. Yeah. Looks fun. Yeah. And the album cover does not look like what it would what you described. Right. Which uh, I didn't expect when I saw it. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to show you. It's just like. Huh? It's, it's interesting. The ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broken Vow sounds fun um i have not i've heard the band name but i haven't heard any of their music yeah so um they're worth they're worth checking out yeah sounds like fun to me um 
All right, well, 31 for me, I'm still going to stay in the black metal territory because I think this year, you know, <clears throat> I think hardcore and black metal might have been the top two Yeah. Um, in terms of just volume of releases that I was like, holy shit. That's fair. <clears throat> um, but anyway, uh, this band uh, is a band. This is their second record, and they're honestly taking uh, more and more uh, ventures into people knowing who they are. And that's Black Braid with Black Braid 2. Um, and yeah, what an incredible record. Uh, incredible follow-up. Uh, both records, <laughs> both the first and second are just stunning. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is a Native American-centered um, black metal band, which is very unique um, in its take. Uh, I actually quite, quite enjoy the um, kind of taking the original concept of black metal and kind of how it was founded on and just you know, turning that into something that's, um, you know, I don't know, more pure and more, um, I don't know, uh, what's the right, what would the right word be? Maybe, um, it it just makes it, makes it their own, I suppose. Authentic. Yeah. Authentic is the right word. Anyway, it's it's late and I can't think of words. <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, this this record's awesome. Um, it's raw. It's raw. <laughs> See, I can't even talk. It's raw. It's harsh. Uh, <laughs> it's raw. <laughs> oh boy, it's uh, raw. It's raw. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some there's some raw in it. <laughs> some shrieks and. And what, <laughs> what not uh, have ruined this entire podcast? But, uh, we're we're cooking, baby. We're yeah, cooking. I know. Uh, I also enjoy uh, the instrumentation in here. There's a lot of variety in here, not just that 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 typical black metal yeah. that you would expect. Um, there's some really great flute work um, and some acoustic work as well. Um, and I just, yeah, I th- I think the originality and, um, and the intentionality in mm-hmm. this is very pure yeah uh and 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 not in a negative <clears throat> way right um so I, I quite enjoy this record and i'm excited to see this this guy guy individual uh and the band live one of these days um, yeah me too and uh yeah this, this is an incredible record and i think a lot of people um would argue uh with me on that one yeah it's a great one uh I especially love that, you know, I think this album definitely kind of gives more room to, to breathe compared to the first one. For the sure. first one was definitely more compact. I like that this one was longer. Uh, they tried some stuff on here that I think really, really worked well for them, especially like when they kind of slowed things down a little bit and just like kind of hit that like mid tempo pace uh, on some of the tracks. I, yeah. It's a great one. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, it's a great record. Mm-hmm. Number 30, Dirty 30. You'll see why that is an apt uh, description. Is it a gross one? Yep. You already mentioned it. Uh, Sanguisugabog, Homicidal Ecstasy. Yeah, this album is one of my most listened to albums of the year. <laughs> I think for a good reason because it's just simply for me it was kind of the go-to uh it was all reliable in that 
whenever I would kind of open up my Apple Music app, and I'd just be like, huh, I don't know what I want to listen to. I would just throw this album on, and I would always be happy because of it. <laughs> He's thinking about homicidal stuff. Yeah. Uh, faces being ripped off, uh, black market vasectomies, et cetera, et cetera. That thing I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this band just, they completely leveled up on this mm -hmm. album. They just absolutely just outperformed themselves uh, on this record. Um, and yeah, it is definitely, you know, slammy. It's definitely brutal death. It's, very heavy it has a lot of breakdowns but it's a lot more complex than you might expect it to be like in terms of what the is going on with like the changing time signatures and like the drumming and everything it's uh yeah they i recall them saying that when they made this album they basically just wrote an album that they would want to hear as fans of metal and i think that definitely shines through because there's just like a really good kind of creative energy of just like pushing themselves to the furthest extremes that they could push themselves. Damn. And, and uh, yeah, I just kept coming back for more. Couldn't get enough. I was in ecstasy <laughs> and I was pissed. Oof. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I love that. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I think that's a good choice. And I think I'm going to stay in the nasty realm. Because wow. I send you to the nasty realm. I'm going to send you to the nasty realm. <laughs> and you're going to leave with nothingness. Oh. And their record, super liminal. Um, yeah, nothingness is my number 30. Um, wow. What an incredible <clears throat> death metal record. I did not expect to love this album as much as I did. Yeah. This album is super tasty. Um, the riff, maybe just really yummy, yummy. Mm. <laughs> um, it's it's got some it's really amazing. crushing and dissonant riffs in it, and I it's just it's filthy. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those it, brutal sounding records I've heard all year. It's one of the most brutal looking records too, because there's a lot of shit going on in the on the cover. Yeah, that's wild. There's um, a lot of color, a lot of yeah craziness. It looks definitely very, um, you know, uh, like some kind of weird alien kind of creature is coming to completely rip your flesh off. But anyway, it's super fun, and uh, I adore it. And I think everyone should check out Nothingness and uh, have your good self a good time, and uh, you know, just bang your head. Alrighty, heading over to number twenty nine for me. We're going back to the gothic heavy metal realm, but this time we're going to take those two things and we're also going to throw in some hardcore. What? This band is called Final Gasp. <gasps> this album is titled Morning Moon. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Not you we, we wake up and the moon is out. Hmm. Just, uh, you know, it's two very different things, but, uh, yeah, this album is 
very unique just for the fact that it feels like it you know seeing this band there would be like hardcore kids would show up and so would like the goth punks and it would be like a really interesting mix but uh yeah the music itself is just a lot of fun it's my uh sunglasses at night leather jacket neon sign album of the year <laughs> i've seen them in that that very um you know style before yeah it's when i hit the town and uh it's pretty good it's a pretty good spot i, I honestly think it's a good look thanks so. um but yeah this record like it has riffs the vocals may not be everyone's cup of tea again because they're you know kind of like shout sung it's kind of kind of weird but I thought it was pretty interesting, pretty different, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it's also just catchy as hell. Like uh, the title track to this album gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, Apparently. Yeah. Homebound is another great song. Uh, yeah. Just the vibe of this album is just something that I always go back to. Like over and over again this year and i I had to i had to put it like towards the middle because that felt like the right spot but yeah this band for a debut full length i think they came out swinging and i can't wait to see what they do next hell yeah dude yeah good choice um well uh for my number 29 is a band that we've seen a couple times and it might be one of our favorite bands to see live, period. And uh, I think they're about to dominate the earth in a glacial way. <laughs> a glacial way. Yeah, huh? a glacial domination, perhaps. <laughs> uh, it's the band Frozen Soul um, with their second album, Glacial Domination. Um, great record, uh, first of all. Um, definitely has kind of weirdly, like I feel like their trajectory from their first record um, to this has, I mean, they've skyrocketed in popularity and I think there's, they're just a fun, fun band to be around and also to see live. I highly recommend people go check them out live. If you get the chance to, Um, they're just really cool dudes and, um, and lady. So, um, but yeah, they're just, uh, just a fun band. Um, So um, besides that though, uh, this record, it very accessible. So if you are, you know, kind of not listening to death metal for the first time or not super into that, even though I'm sure people who are listening to this are into death metal, um, they probably have some feelings over this record being accessible or not. But at the same time, I love it. And I I think that the, um, you know, the inclusions of having, you know, various people from different uh, bands also show up just to chime in a little bit uh, is also great. yeah, just it's just a fun record, and yep. it's one that you know you, I know you had mentioned earlier that there's some songs that get stuck in your head. I mean, I all the time I act I think of Frozen Soul songs mm-hmm. in my head, and they just stick there. Arsenal of War or Glacial Domination, <laughs> which is an Amana Marth song. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. You heard it first. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a great one. Um, number 28. This is uh, another metalcore album that I think is kind of underrated, honestly. Um, Harm's Way, their Ooh. latest Common Suffering. Um, yeah, this record, uh, on their previous couple of albums, Harm's Way has definitely included that kind of industrial influence in their sound which i've you know i've been really into but it even in saying that i can admit that it just kind of felt a little a bit obvious like uh you know there'd be times where i was just like okay here's this here's a part that sounds like god flesh or whatever but on this album it feels like the way that they integrate they integrated Neither of us can speak right now. Nope, not anymore. Integrated that influence is a lot more natural and a lot more, it just kind of shows like a natural maturity with the band sound. Um, They've also mentioned uh, Meshuggah being a big influence on this album, uh, which you can definitely tell from like kind of the crazy, like weird, like sudden rhythms. Yeah, sudden like change ups that they throw in there. Um, it's probably their darkest sounding album yet. They do a really great song in the middle of it with King Woman. Um, yeah, this album I think is easily the best work that they've done so far. Um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, a band that I followed for a long time. Seeing them put out an album like this is just like super exciting to see. And, uh, yeah, I think it rules. Dope. Sounds exciting, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, um, now we're to 28, right? Yep. Uh, 28, for me, is an album you mentioned earlier. Um, Death Metal Legends. The, the Death Metal Legends. Them Can- Boys. Them Boys and Cannibal Corpse uh, with Chaos Horrific. Um, I mean, you, you said... A lot of uh, things that I thought as well. Um, I think there is going to be a little, if you spend a little bit more time with this, you know, in the next coming years, I think this will be seen a lot higher for a lot of people. I think so but too. Honestly, I, I just, I keep seeing Hannibal <clears throat> Corpse getting better and better, which is just crazy to me because, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, these guys have been around for so damn long. It's ridiculous. Um, and they're very consistent too, um, which is, great and uh yeah seeing these guys live is a treat every single time and uh i've seen them now three times i think for myself um but man i just the first time i watched them i remember just like i'm not into this and uh what an idiot i was (laughs) about uh 12 years ago so yeah um but yeah love this record and uh would echo also at the same time that drain you empty is like one of the best songs they've ever made yeah um great closer so yeah 28 cannibal corpse with chaos horrific very nice interesting how you mentioned that since it was a bit lower on my list this one was a bit lower on yours Uh uh-oh 27 i've got dying fetus make them beg for death yeah it's ironic it is this was not arranged. <laughs> now you look at there's a side eye. There's a side eye that suggests that we did arrange it, but we didn't. We didn't. But anyway, 
uh yeah this album uh you know it's a just a great band returning sounding even more brutal than ever potentially um yeah it's you know it like you had mentioned is it better than reign supreme or destroy the opposition or those classics it's it's just it's too soon to tell really right but rest assured it's uh it's confirmed that this band still just absolutely sounds just devastating uh feast of ashes is probably my favorite song on there but every track is just an absolute ass beater <laughs> r2 r12 <clears throat> yeah yeah um, you mentioned throw them in the van uh when the trend ends yeah it's just a satisfying album um when it comes to just brutal death metal and slam like this is just this is a like just about as good as it gets pretty much so yeah absolute legends proving why they are that yeah keep kicking ass keep uh honestly beating ass i guess is really what yeah i would say nice well for 27 for me is one that may make uh joey sad again oh shit i know but it, it is i mean it's 27 that's pretty high yeah like up there um i just need to spend probably more time with it um but this band and you know uh the front the i guess the uh front man of this band is just a legend uh i'm talking about uh immortal with a record war against all hmm. um yeah i just love this band and um honestly the more and more i listen to this this is like some of the most fun black metal out there um uh is fun the right word i don't i don't know but it just feels adventurous yeah feels like i'm on the top of a, a icy fjord and uh <laughs> i feel like i mean just like their music videos for the most part um yeah, I just want to cover the the land and frost with uh, with Abath, but man, this is just a fun fun record. Um, love the the you know the first track, which is the, the you know the song of the album the, the title, um, and it really just kind of sets the stage for how it's going to go down the line. But it's just an incredible record, and uh, yeah, they don't put out albums as much as they used to because um, the last one they put out was 2018, I believe. Um, so mm-hmm. it took about five years and you know, before that it was eight. So, um, so yeah, immortal with war against all for me at number 27. There you go. Number 26, the last one for this time. Um, I have another album that combines all sorts of different sounds into one and, uh, somehow pulls it off really, really well. Uh, this band is called Witching. This album is called Incendium. Um, this uh, this band starts out with like melodic death metal, then all of a sudden to track two you get the fucking stoner doom song. Hell yeah! And then you go back to like thrash and yeah, it it's just all over the place in like the the most exciting way. Um, this band is just like. It just feels just like so refreshing to listen to. Their vocalist is also just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, her range is just off the charts. 
and uh, just captivating and just always interesting to, to listen to. Um, but yeah, that, that obviously goes a long way with me. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that's like expecting every band to reinvent the wheel every time I listen to an album, but yeah, just hearing those like changes and just seeing what this band is capable of is just like really, really eye opening and definitely has them on my radar. So yeah, that is witching with incendium 26. I've never heard of them. So they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. Well, number 26 for me, another record where I can easily see this come to a top 10 for me. Uh, I've only listened to it about two times, three ish. Um, but I really like it. And I think it's an album that's going to see a lot of people talking. Um, and the band is fires in the distance. Uh with the album air not meant for us uh wow um it's melodic death metal for the most part um but it's it's epic it's haunting it's it's excruciating as well um and it's just it's a i don't know it's it's some of the best melodic death metal i've ever heard um which is saying a lot because i've listened to a lot of that um but man oh man is the production on this and also just the, the the kind of the things that they conjure up in terms of the the, the ranges of their long songs because <laughs> they're very long songs um they go in places that i really enjoy like they can be at a very um harsh you know cavernous pit um of despair and then on top of that mountain uh, with a very or like in the forest with just very ethereal kind of you know, uh, enchanting type of sound um, that just kind of relaxes you a little bit. So it's it's just one of those albums that just is super memorable and epic in every way possible. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend people check it out. Uh, it's one that people will talk about in the future. Um, but Fires in the Distance with Air Not Meant for Us is my number 26 and my final choice for the, for the 50 through 26. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I would definitely say it's an honorable mention for me. Kind of has that almost gothic feel to it yeah. at times. Uh, and I love that sort of like melodic, you know, death doom kind of sound. Uh, almost kind of like Mother of Graves is like another band that's kind of among the that same kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great pick. So far, I'm liking the direction here because, uh, you know, we both got some different stuff that we're throwing out there. We've got some overlap, but we're not just saying the same exact thing. No. And I don't honestly, I I mean, I think in the top 25, I mean, there's going to be more overlap for sure. Um, But I think there's going to be quite a bit of variety. For sure. So, yeah. So that'll be coming up uh, a couple weeks from now. So. The 19th, I believe, that's when we will round out our lists. It's when we will unveil our top albums of the year. And we will be able to say goodbye to 2023 once and for all. I'm waving back to it. Yep. He's kicking it. Yep. Well, tell us tell us some of your favorite uh, kind of albums of the year. At least give us the back half. 
yeah a little bit or some honorable mentions and and, and stuff that intrigued you we'd love to hear from you guys yeah so. for sure hit us up at scouring pod on instagram um and uh yeah if you if you hit us up we will definitely shout you out on next week's or our next episode mm-hmm. next fortnight's episode um until then happy new year happy new year do filthy animals whoa